0: Hello and welcome to the Dairobi Health Show. This is an episode I never really anticipated making. You know, you've probably heard over the years from people that food is losing its nutritional value and often the blame is placed on the demineralized soil or overuse of pesticides, chemical farming, those types of things, which kind of makes sense except that scientists have always said, well, the problem with that argument is if the minerals aren't in the soil, the plant simply doesn't grow. The plant has to have everything that it needs. And so, we all know that there's a difference between the quality of a tomato, for example. I buy some tomatoes sometimes that seem more like baseballs and they're not red and nice and juicy and you know exactly what I'm talking about. There does seem to be a difference in food quality, but as far as an alarming problem that all food is losing its nutritional value, I've just never quite bought that. I just thought it was differences in growing conditions and the quality of food and, and the types of strains that have been generated. That uh, grow fast but aren't that tasty. And I've always thought it was more of a financial issue with the food growers than anything else. But science has been, has been done behind the scenes for decades now to determine whether there is any validity to this argument. And this is very recent science now that we are discovering that there is a fairly alarming nutritional deficiency in food worldwide. And I've studied this. And it's something I've been skeptical of in the past, Uh, but now the science is there. I'll be giving references for those of you that really want to geek out on this stuff. uh, One of the best articles I found is in Politico. I'll put a link on the show notes. This is episode 110. You can go to blog.dairobi.com. There's also an excellent TEDx talk by Irakli Laladzi who is one of the main researchers who figured all this stuff out. It's fascinating stuff. I'm going to try to give you the highlights here in this episode and enough actionable information that you can kind of get the whole picture. But if you want to dive deeper, I'll put a TED talk on that show notes blog as well as the link to Politico, which are probably the two best resources that I found. So Let's jump right in. This is pretty interesting. Irakli, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. They don't. They don't put it on the um, TED Talk. He just jumps right into the talk, you know. So I don't know how he pronounces his name. It's Russian. It's out of my league. But anyways, he was studying for his PhD in math at Arizona State, and he bumped into an interesting challenge in a biology lab. Researchers had been studying zooplankton and ways to create more zooplankton, which is a very important um food uh and and uh uh, animal in the ocean and and they eat algae and so researchers were trying to figure out how to help the algae grow and they discovered that if they simply added more light to the algae that it grew faster now they were pretty excited except that over time the zooplankton did not grow as well as a matter of fact it started struggling to survive on this algae that grew super fast And what they discovered is when it grew faster, it was less nutrient-dense. So it wasn't like there was more of the exact same type of food. What happened is essentially they had turned the algae into a junk food. So it grew fast but did not have the nutrients, and the zooplankton could not survive on it. He wondered what was going on here, and he took it on as a math problem, and he wondered how far this problem extended. Now, one of the things we know is that CO2 is rising and whatever your take on climate change, uh, whether CO2 is rising from natural causes or man-made causes, I'm not going to get into any of that all I all I know is uh, pretty much no scientist doesn't think it's rising they, they might argue over why uh, but the fact is that we know the CO2 level in the world is rising and interestingly that's what plants need to survive so, Plants should be healthier, but what's happening is plants are actually measurably less healthy with with less nutrients than they were 50 years ago and 100 years ago, and it has all now been proven. There is no longer debate about this. The science is there. Now, in 2002, he hypothesized that rising levels of carbon dioxide should lower the concentrations of minerals essential for humans in nutrition especially zinc, iron, magnesium, and other minerals. Now, after 10 years of of gathering data, he got enough to do a meta-analysis that he published in 2014. And at first, it was met with a lot of skepticism. A lot of nutritionists, experts, nutritional experts did not believe it. A lot of scientists didn't believe it. But over time, it's becoming accepted. Theory has been tested by others and proven out. This this material has now been been documented in New Scientist, Nature, Science, Politico, as I mentioned, and international media outlets. As a matter of fact, in 2004, there was another study that kind of backs all this up. There was a landmark study of fruits and vegetables that found that everything from protein to calcium, iron, and vitamin C had declined significantly across most garden crops since nineteen fifty. That's in the United States. And the researchers in 2004, sorry, I might have said 2014, but it's 2004, okay? And they concluded that this could be explained by the fact we're growing different varieties, like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, that we were growing stuff that grows fast so that the growers could make more money, grow it faster, grow it easier, that type of thing. But we now know that that theory has been pretty much Debunked. So let's walk through this. Plants need carbon dioxide to live, just the same way we need oxygen. So, you know, to a plant, car, uh, CO2 is their oxygen. And as, a, as mentioned, it's not up for debate that the level of CO2 in the atmosphere is rising. We know that before the Industrial Revolution, the Earth's atmosphere had about 280 parts per million of of CO2, and last year we crossed 400 parts per million. And they predict that we'll reach 550 parts per million within the next 50 years. So that is happening. No one's really denying that. Again, they might argue over the cause, but no one's denying that it is happening. So it revs up photosynthesis. So it helps the plants to turn sunlight into food. And it makes them grow. The problem is they're growing with too much carbohydrates and less protein. So there's more glucose in the plants. At the expense of nutrients we depend on, like protein, iron, and zinc, as well as other minerals. So, in the Politico article, they talk about how they reached out to other nutrition experts about this research. And one of the things they were shocked to find out is that almost no one knew anything about it. They went to their top experts that they had in their Rolodex over there at Politico, and they said that these people were almost universally perplexed and asked to see the research. They simply didn't know about it. This is going back now only to 2017. As a matter of fact, a leading nutrition scientist at Johns Hopkins admitted he didn't know anything about it, and so they talked to another expert who didn't know anything about it. They went to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, who represents an association of nutrition experts across the country, and they didn't know anything about it. And so this is something that From 2017, almost no one acknowledged or knew about, to now everyone is getting on board and understanding this is really happening and we've got to do something about it. Plants are a crucial source of protein for people in the developing world. We have other sources of protein in uh, first world countries, but in third world countries, well, developing countries, um, this could have the biggest impact, of course. Um, by 2050, they estimate that 150 million people will be at risk of protein deficiency because of this problem, believe it or not, particularly, particularly in countries like India and Bangladesh. Uh, they've found that the loss of zinc uh, is, is already putting people at risk and that 138 million people, more people will be at risk by 2050. They also estimate that more than a billion mothers and 354 million children Live in countries where iron deficiency is projected to drop significantly, causing major problems with anemia. Now, part of the problem with this research is that we have meddled so much with the foods that we grow. Right? We've done tons of work to come up with the, the best and fastest growing seeds and crops. And, and what we grow is very different than what it used to be. But one of the interesting studies that was done to prove out this concept was that in the Smithsonian, they have been collecting goldenrod, which is a wild-growing plant that bees need for pollination. And the Smithsonian has a collection dating back to 1842 in its historical archive, and they allowed... Uh, researchers, to use it to do this research to see what had changed. And so a researcher by the last name of Ziska and his colleagues had a chance to figure out how that one plant, which is a wild plant that hasn't been tampered with, uh, might have changed. And this is also interesting because we know that our bee population is declining like crazy, and they still are not exactly sure why we're losing so many bees. And goldenrod is key To bees. So they went ahead and studied the goldenrod of today, compared it to the goldenrod of 1842, and found that it has declined by a third in its protein content since 1842 30%. That's incredible, right? It's almost a different uh, 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 plant completely. And so this now looks like it is the answer to why foods are not as nutritious as they used to be. Not necessarily the other reasons that we've heard. Uh, so the reasons might have been wrong, but the, but the theory of is the food less healthy definitely seems to be borne out now by science. Samuel Myers is a doctor who's uh, become a climate researcher, who's become an expert in this. In 2014, he published a study, a very large study in the journal Nature, that looked at key crops grown in several sites in Japan, Australia, and the United States and found that those crops had for sure dropped in their protein, iron, and zinc content. Again, these things are vital. Our body doesn't make them. We got to get them from food. This is really important stuff, right? And so uh, these are essential minerals. And protein, of course, is a macronutrient that we all need. Uh, So what's happened is this theory that started in 2002 has now been studied by multiple scientists uh, across 130 varieties of plants and more than 15,000 samples have been collected. And overall, they found that the concentrations of calcium, magnesium, potassium, zinc, and iron are all dropping. The ratio of carbohydrate to minerals is going up. And the ratio of carbs to protein is going up. And essentially, our natural food, our fruits and vegetables, are becoming junk food over time. So this is kind of an alarming thing. And uh, for those of you that believed it when you first heard it back in the 90s, well, kudos to you. Because I kind of just never really believed it. I thought it was just something that supplement sellers were putting out there to sell more of their stuff. And I, I just obviously I'm in the supplement industry. And so it, it, I've always liked supplements and taken some supplements. I just didn't think that was a legitimate reason to do it. I just thought, you know, if you find a really good tomato, it's just as healthy as a tomato was a hundred years ago. And now we know that really is not true. So what to do about it? Well, first of all, it's even more important to get those five to nine fruits and veggies every day. Uh, if, you're not, if you're not familiar with the Dairobi Undiet uh, that I created, which was based on all my nutritional research and my certification in, in, uh, in uh, fitness nutrition, uh, that's a very simple one-page PDF you could print out. And there's some really great guidelines on that that are quite simple. And one of those is to eat five to nine fruits and veggies every day. Now, the average American gets two veggies And most of the vegetables, by far, what's consumed in the United States, anyway, is carrots, potatoes, and corn. And those are, you know, that's fine, but those are not exactly the highest quality vegetables. Green leafy vegetables are where we get the most nutrients. So takeaway number one, up your game with fruits and veggies. Chances are you are deficient already in in minerals and vitamins, and, and the number one place to go is getting more fruits and vegetables in your diet. So start there. Uh, number two, uh, switch to organic. Now, you don't have to do this on everything. Uh, again, on our website, dirobi.com, there is a download of the 2019 uh, Eat, uh, uh, environmental working group Dirty Dozen. And those Dirty Dozen are really the most important ones that you ought to buy organic, especially those thin-skinned things like uh, berries, uh, spinach, Kale. These things are just loaded with pesticides if you don't buy organic. So you ought to at least learn what are the least healthy of the vegetables and buy organic to just make sure you're not eating a bunch of pesticides. Uh, Number three, do supplement. This is a legitimate reason to take supplements. Um, we have a phenomenal deal on our Mimi's Miracle Multi and Mimi's Miracle Minerals, where as you, if you buy those on an auto ship, you get Pro Coach and Precision Nutrition for free and you join our private Facebook group and you'll get a year worth of phenomenal coaching uh, from Precision Nutrition and workouts every single day tailored to you, Whether you're male or female, your age, any injuries that you have, you enter all this. in. it takes about 15 minutes just to fill out the intake form. And when you filled that out, you are delivered every single day your workout and nutritional advice and habits. And it's phenomenal. I, I did it personally a few years ago. Absolutely loved it. That's why when I became a certified coach, I did it with Precision Nutrition because I was so impressed with what it did for me. And now we provide that service for free. When you get Mimi's Miracle Multi and Mimi's Miracle Minerals on an auto ship, which there's no long-term commitment. If you aren't happy with it at any time, you can turn it off. It's not very expensive. Uh, Go to dirobi.com and check out our transformation pack and uh, you could learn more about that and how you could get a high-end multi and a high-end mineral supplement uh, that will cover these uh, deficiencies. I got to be careful in saying that. We can't guarantee that. I mean, that's designed to fill in those nutritional deficiencies, but um you really ought to get tested right that's what i do is occasionally i'll i'll get a nutritional panel done um, just to make sure my supplement and um nutritional strategy is working for me and i advise that you do the same thing as well but chances are if you do that then you take mimi's miracle multi mimi's miracle minerals for a few months and do it again you'll be very pleased with the results and that's been the experience of people that have done that um Mimi's Miracle Minerals is one of our flagship products. It's a top-selling mineral on Amazon. I'll give you just a couple of of, uh, testimonials, verified reviews on that. Aaron Peck says, Mimi's minerals are that added benefit that just top off my vitamin regimen. My nails and hair are stronger and grow faster. I also give them to my children daily. They also help with my irritable stomach. Melissa Tackett says, Great success. For years, I have drank filtered water from my home system and always felt thirsty no matter how much I drank. After trying these drops in my water, I noticed an immediate difference. My thirst was gone. My hair had been falling out with no regrowth. Now it's growing again. My kids drink it in their water and they never complain. They ask for it. This company is the only one on the market that you can buy a bigger bottle and it's slightly cheaper. Happy I found this company's product. So there you have it a pitch there. I hope you can forgive me for pitching. I try not to do that too much on the show, but hey, it is my show. It's a Dairobi health show and we sell supplements. And so forgive me for that. But I did, hey, give me credit. I did lead with eat your five to nine servings of fruits and veggies every day. That's what we really ought to all be doing as our basis. And then supplements should really be to fill in the deficiencies. And so If you want to learn more about the science, as I mentioned, there will be the TEDx video. will be on Dairobi.com. This is episode 110 if you want to find it and get more information. You also can save 15% on any Dairobi product using the coupon code INSIDER. Just enter INSIDER in the coupon code box when you place an order on anything. And These resources that I mentioned, the Dairobi Undiet, the uh, Environmental Working Groups, Dirty Dozen, Those are on the resources page at dirobi.com. So take a look at those, download it. It's all free stuff. I don't think you have to even enter your email. You can just click on it and download it, print it out, put it on your fridge. Until next time, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success.